In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with your 253rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. This episode is going to be titled, The Clock is Ticking on the Falcons. They got to get under the salary cap. They got to get their in just a short period of time now. So uh, we're going to look at that. Uh, set the cap. Set the issues. Set the cap. Here from Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network. Discuss Matt Ryan's contract. Uh, some of the franchise tag issues with Keanu Neal. And then we'll hear from DeMonte Casey. The uh, Falcons free safety. We caught up with him last week. And uh, just checked in with him. We hadn't heard from him since his injury back in October. So we want to make sure we share that with the listeners here. So as we move into this episode here, we are into March now. We are into March, March the 10th. Next week is March the 17th, the start of of the new league year when the Falcons have to be at $180 million. The number hasn't been set. It's going to be between 182 183 according to the pro football talk, football talk folks. The NFL PA uh, set it at 180 So we'll see where, where that number ends up at as we move closer. You know, some teams want to push it back because they got to cut all these uh, players and so forth. And we've seen some of the cuts being made here in Atlanta. You know, uh, we told you – Ricardo and um, Ricardo Allen and, and Allen Bailey were in danger. They weren't going to cut Grady, but James Carpenter was in danger too, and uh, he got cut on Tuesday. Team announced it, and so that's another four million. So we have them at sixteen point two million over the cap, and uh, we have the actual number before Carpenter went under, uh, and we'll get the new number. Uh, tomorrow on the NFLPA post. But as the clock is ticking, Keanu Neal was going to be allowed to go to free agency. Now the other two are Alex Mack and DeMonte Casey. And then there's a slew of other guys, Brian Hill and uh, so forth, uh, Bleedy Ray Wilson, Sherrod Neesman, guys um, on the um, roster. So those are one set of players. Next set of players we've seen be released. Ricardo Allen, James Carpenter, and Allen Bailey, former AJC Super 11. Or more cuts on the way? Maybe, maybe not. Because you could restructure and get, we saw Pittsburgh do it and pick up $15 um, million restructuring Ben Roethlisberger's contract. 
Now, our guy, Joe Curry, CBS Sports and Over the Cap Podcast, broke it down for us weeks ago. Just wanted to give you a refresher. He says, don't touch Ryan and Julio's contract. Go ahead and pay pay the piper on those. Grady Jarrett's only got two. You would need to extend him. Now, um, to spread his signing bonus out, that would be an extension. Jake Matthews, you can do some conversions. Converting base salary over to bonus money, that can be spread out. Deion Jones, you could also do that with. So between those three contracts, you got you got $16 million over the cap. You got about 10 for the rookies. And, uh, you know, so you're looking at $26 million right there just to get under the cap and get your rookies in. And um, that's not going to get you to your top 51 either. So that'll be 10, you know, if you got the six rookies plus a comp pick. So that's seven, eight uh, max. And uh, you're at 40 players now since you signed the kicker. So that's 48. So you got room for three more players with no money. So uh, that's the situation they're in. So more cuts. No really uh, other places to cut from other than Dante Fowler. He was on our list as a, hey, but need you to take a pay cut. Uh, list so that'll free up the other six million that you'll need to go sign at one defensive end or something. So that's where the Falcons are here, heading into the new business new year. Unless our guy can be outsmarted by the Falcons' new guy, Mr. Olsen, and he comes up with a bushel of money out of nowhere and they're able to go sign some players. Uh, we're not expecting to be real busy here, uh, during the free agency period. So, the number here is, um, the Falcons number is 200 million, it's 200 million, $200,045,920 on $180,000,000 salary cap, that's $20,000,000, minus the four for James Carpenter, the 16. So you know, I'm having fun here with math. Uh, then you gotta you gotta get under you gotta get under that 16 by the 17th. That's uh that's restructuring Grady, Matthews, and Dion. That'll get you way under, and that'll get you your 10 for the rooks. Then get Fowler to take a pay cut or just move his money around and get another five. Then you got, you know, something to do a little bit with, sign a couple of veterans, maybe Bleedy Ray Wilson, some guys that could play um, on, you know, well, Bleedy needs to go get him a real contract. He's been playing on one of your contracts for four years. So uh, maybe somebody will take care of him. So that's, uh, that's where we're at here. The clock is ticking on the salary cap. And uh, we're going to get over here. You know, we got the new fancy new phone, but we want to go ahead and get to Daniel Jeremiah talking about the quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. We're going to be on Trey Lance's Zoom call on Friday. Should have a good story for you on this uh, prospect. Who, Daniel Jeremiah, compared to Steve Air McNair 
on the Zoom call today. Now, I saw Steve in his third game at Alcorn State. They were playing the Mighty Howard Bison at the Circle City Classic in Indianapolis. And he threw a 40-yard in cut to the wideout. He torn smalls. He went on to play for the Saints. So, you know, they were playing they were playing pitch and catch in the swag. Had some high-powered offenses and uh, just a, a heck of an arm. I was like, that's a pro throw right there in his freshman year. So, uh, was on ahead of the curve on that one. But let's get to uh, Mr. J- Mr. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network's NFL Draft Analyst. I don't think there's a okay. debate in terms of in terms of who played better last year. When you just watch all the tape, you say to me, Zach Wilson played the best. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a slam dunk. He's going to be the best player. Um, so that's the challenge in the evaluation is you've got, uh, you know, Zach who threw the ball uh, better, somebody who made better decisions. Um, but you, you look at what Justin brings to the table with his, uh, you know, first of all, let's start with his toughness. I mean, that we saw that in the Clemson game. Uh, that's, uh, that's nothing to be diminished there. He is extremely tough. Uh, and you look at somebody that can make those throws, make every throw, somebody that is a dynamic runner. Obviously, that's a big plus for him over Zach Wilson. Um, but to me, I think the reason why I end up going with Zach Wilson is, is really simple. It's just I thought he was a better decision maker, and I thought he threw the ball more accurately. Um, but again, I... Somebody's going to draft Justin Fields, and they're going to mix in some design quarterback run game, and and, uh, and they're going to let him get on the move and make things happen, and we're going to continue to see him grow and develop. Um, and I think he's going to chance to be a really good pro as well. And could you expand on that Trey Lance McNear uh, comparison? What reminds you of uh, Steve that you see in Lance? Yeah, I think when you watched, you know, I was around Steve towards the end of his career, but when you watch him when he was younger, too, you'll see him run and you'll see him, you know, he'll get hit by a linebacker at the four-yard line and find his way into the end zone. And uh, you see the same thing with Trey Lance. You know, both guys came from a lower level of competition. Uh, Both guys were dominant at at that level. Um, You look at at the, uh, you know, power arms to be able to drive the football down the field. Um, you look at guys that their teammates, you know, really, really rally around and love. Um, I just think there's a lot of similarities between the two. Thank you. There's Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network discussing the three quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. He's got Justin and Trey Lance grouped together behind Zach Wilson. I'm just – Zach Wilson is just uh, – screaming Mitch Trubisky to me, but nobody's listening. So we'll see how that goes uh, heading towards the draft. Now, another big thing this week was, hey, Dak Prescott getting his four years, $160 million contract. Matt Ryan signed his uh, five-year $150 million contract on March the 3rd, 2018. And right now, as they're under salary cap, people are, you know, throwing shade at Matt Ryan. But your championship team, or you think you are, coming off two playoff seasons, you got to pay the market price. Now he's not, um, you know, the market has went up. His deal doesn't look that bad at $25 million a year when Dak's averaging 40 and Mahomes is averaging 45 And so folks are want to say, well, hey, if we got rid of Matt Ryan, that would solve all our problems. No, it wouldn't, because once you pay the quarterback, you got to hit on the draft. 
You got a hidden free agency to plug your little holes because you don't have a lot because you are a championship-level team. But we, uh, in the Cover 99 blog, we go look at that. Uh, the draft the previous year was the start of the downslide. The 16 draft was actually pretty good, but they couldn't sign everybody. I mean, you know, they signed Deion Jones. He was the only one they were able to keep. Uh, Keanu's going to leave, it looks like. Are they going to try to get him back on the low, low? You know, Devondre Campbell and Hooper were gone last year. And then, you know, they just struck out in the late round. So then, you know, tax the next year. Uh, they hit on Ridley. And it looks like they hit on A.J. Green and maybe Walker. Uh, they hit in the back of the draft on Russell Gage and Foye Ulikam. But uh, messing up the first, second, and third round for three years in a row, that's where you get to the situation where your salary cap's jacked up and you don't have any money to go get any players. So it's not Matt Ryan's contract. It's the, pro, it's the personnel decisions that were made that um, – you know, has led to the Falcons being in this situation. So, you know, given that, that's why Keanu Neal, uh, franchise tag is $11.2 Given his injury history, they probably didn't want to pay that. Said, hey, go get your number on the open market. Probably won't take long for Dallas to call. Maybe the Rams, maybe the Jets. Uh, maybe he's probably not going to get $11.2 million, but who knows. He got 6.2 last year, and, um, you know, I don't know how much, what, what his number is. But a lot of teams got a lot of money out there. The Jets certainly do, and so does Jacksonville. A lot of teams in the AFC East have a lot of money, and a lot of teams in the AFC South. So uh, if Dallas can't match it up, then maybe he goes there. But also a couple other interesting free agents on the market uh, even though the Falcons won't be able to go play, uh, you know, Aaron Jones, the running back from uh, Green Bay, he's out there. Shaq Barrett from the Tampa Bay Bucks. And a uh, surprise one, Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions. They did not sign him. So that was interesting given uh, all they spent on the quarterback. Now, the uh, DeMonte Casey's working out. I didn't know where he was, but he's working out uh, at the Falcons facilities rehabbing his ruptured Achilles. Uh, he thinks he's a good fit in the new defense. So, uh, he's about six months out. He's running. But I'll let you hear all of that from him as he we caught up with him late, late last week. Here's DeMonte Casey. I know, man. I'm, uh, shoot, man, missed you and went down and everything, you know, so I just thought it'd be a good time to check in with you, see how rehab's going and everything, and, you know, what the future, how you looking at things right now. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But everything's going good right now. You know, I'm taking a day at a day, day at a time, you know. Don't want to be pushing, don't want to push things and nothing, but, um, from the rehabbing-wise, I'm running out. You know, I'm on treadmills now. Doing jumps now. Doing everything I've been doing. So, that's a blessing. Right, right. Um, my mind is right, mm -hmm. you know. So, kind of like, you know, I can act for any, you know, another chance and 
favor, so I wanted to make sure, you know, the folks got a chance to hear from you and so forth. Um, you know, what's that What's that typical rehab day like now? You know, what's um six months out or so? Uh, yeah, so when in October, November, December, Monte Casey talking about his situation. I'm gonna try to get back to him here because um, we uh, we had some more on there about he, how he fits in the uh, the defense here. How he's been studying. He's been studying uh, Dean Pease. Let's go back to Demonte. Uh, fun was that being able to be around him during that time. Oh, you know it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did my homework to see what type of and the way he do things and it's you know, 
that's cool. Well, hey, man. I yeah, we appreciated them and thanked them for, uh, you know, uh, good getting to us and um, taking the call. Monte Casey thinks he'll be a good fit in the new off defense. So we'll see uh, how things unfold here in this, uh, you know, offseason with the new regime, new GM, new coach. And going to be a whole bunch of new players as the Falcons have the clock ticking on the salary cap. They got to get under by next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Uh, the Bowtie Chronicles podcast is the 253rd episode. Take care and have a great rest of your week. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.